SAFM leading the conversation. The viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomabete on SAFM. He's been mistaken, I am most certain of that, many instances for Mr. Cheslin Colby. No cigar this time around, Mr. Cheslin Jacobs, Head of Sales and Service at Time Bank. Talk to us about criminal and fraudulent activity increasing over the festive season. And of course, your pins are not entirely safe, are they, Mr. Cheslin Jacobs? Hi, uh, Good evening to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the pins, as long as you know them and you're the only one that knows them, they're extremely safe. Uh, they 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 are not safe when when they are very obvious or, or when you store them written on the back of your bank card or in your wallet or purse or that matter. But I think as a mechanism in itself, they're really safe. Just make sure you don't share them with anybody, be it over social media, be it over the telephone. Banks will never ever ask you to share your pin with anybody from the bank. And often, what these sources do is try and lure you, trick you into making making sure you can share the information with them. But I think the most important thing is that PIN should be for your information only. Make sure you don't share it with anybody over any medium. Yeah, well, this is the kind of advice you hear all the time, but for whatever reason, people seldom ever do it. I know for one, I've also been guilty for that. Give somebody your card. They need, obviously, your PIN card, and you you give them your PIN. But let's move away from that. But there is an obvious reality. I'm looking at my card right now. It has the raised print. It's a credit card facility. It has my account number. It has my name. It has the expiry. It has the CCV or the CVV number at the back. If anybody has got access to this, they've got access to what I have in my bank account. No, so, so, so ordinarily those details are required to do online, online transactions, uh, Sonkeza, and, and those transactions always are, are verified by a one-time pin that either sent to your cell phone number um, or your email address. And again, I think that's the most important thing. So even though they have those card details, they also have to have your, um, your cell phone number. And, and that's not entirely impossible, as, as I'm sure you know, that mm. there's, there's been an increase in what they call the SIM swap fraud. But again, it's, it's those SIM swaps also happen as a result of you compromising your own data. And, and I think the, the, the big piece of advice there is when, when, when anything seems slightly suspicious when people are questioning you about your financial matters, specifically your banking account details, don't answer. Make, make immediate contact with your bank to, to determine the legitimacy of those requests. But like I said, banks will never, ever ask you to share this detail over any medium whatsoever. And I think, and I think specifically over this period of time, you know, where, where I think, it's, you know, even though we're going through a festive period, 2020 has been an extremely abnormal year um, for the world over, let alone, let alone South Africa. And I think fraud and criminals try and get you in when you must probably let your guard at its lowest. So I just think the encouragement is uh, please be aware, please be um, very vigilant and observant and don't share any of your personal information, specifically as it comes to your banking and money mm-hmm. with anybody. Let's get down to the reality of it all, though. Um, and I want to move away from the discussion that I was trying to engage in relation to my card, because if I do lose my card, I know at least they can draw up to the maximum one can on a one-time basis use, and I think it's 500 what my limit is. But let's move away from that. Let's talk to the reality of the increased uptake in online 
trading and transactions. The reality is these guys are that smart. They can breach that too, even if they might not have all of that. Identity theft one way or the other or hacking into computer systems. APSA had a recent incident of that kind. There are many municipalities, even the city of Johannesburg at some point had to deal with scammers in that regard. But here we are, we have a situation where I've had to let go of my own personal bank, the guys in Stellenbosch, because it just happened too many times. Now, how does one take the adequate safeguards on something they cannot even see and ostensibly is presented to one as a safe system if they just do the protocols? I cannot for a moment say I was in any way lax in relation to my behavior in terms of online purchasing, but the guys were able to breach my bank that is headquartered in Stellenbosch. Why is that? So, so as you mentioned, you know, these guys who are, 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 are well-trained, they're extremely skilled individuals who embark on these activities. And again, is that I don't think we must be naive about it and say that there's absolutely no risk and that there's there's there's, there's a hundred percent um, way to fail safely. But but as individuals who are making use of our, our own facilities, we have to do it what's in our control to make sure we are safe as possible. And again, don't share that information. If 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 our bank or finance institution systems are compromised, ordinarily the institution should be liable um, should be liable for that. And, and of course, if you say it's happening one too many times, that obviously does make one um, a bit more suspicious, and obviously, and obviously, potentially breaches a trust relationship is established. But I think, as as consumers, as end users, we have to make sure we protect what what we have to we protect what's in our control. Um, time bank for one, we've got we believe we've got state of the art security um, systems um, overlaid on all our bank systems. We've got we've got fraud monitoring systems that looks for any irregular activity where we will potentially inform customers before they even are aware of certain suspicious transactions. And and, and it's, it's an industry standard. Um, that being said, though, fraud's a massive, massive industry worldwide. And, and in South Africa, it could go up to two billion rand a year worth of fraud. So there's, it, it's, not, it's not to say that it will never, ever happen. But I think vigilance, especially over the period, is of utmost importance. Let's talk about that because Time Bank has what I believe certainly a very simple yet incredibly effective way of at least limiting the fraud that many South Africans have experienced at the ATM facility where the card gets swallowed or somebody comes to help you and somehow they replicate your PIN or the machine for whatever reason creates problems. You don't use ATM facilities in the traditional sense. You have got your partnership with Pick and Pay. Tell us about that and how that has proven success, successful, at least in the realm of combating fraud and corruption and criminality. Yeah. yeah. So, so, it's a, so time bank cards do work in ATMs and, and again, I, I think they're exposed to very similar risks as, as you mentioned. But I think the big benefit with the Pick and Pay and Boxer partnership is that is that customers can actually withdraw money inside inside Pick and Pay and Boxer using their time bank accounts for free. And I think the additional benefit with that is that that, that um, traditionally what what consumers tend to do is withdraw large amounts of cash when doing cash withdrawals and, and for a range of reasons for convenience, uh, to avoid the exorbitant fees ordinarily attached to that transaction. But the fact that it's free to withdraw inside the Pick and Pay and Boxer store, what we will encourage a customer to do is to, to only draw what you need. So, so keep the amount of cash that you're carrying on you to an absolute minimum. The fact that there's no additional charges to do as many of these transactions as you want, 
over any amount of time is again we encourage to keep that cash that you that you keep at absolute minimum the fact that transactions free draw what you need and those are all really good ways of mitigating any risk associated um, with fraudulent activity fantastic any final comments you wish to say to just give your consumers the kind of ease that the head of sales and services at time bank would want them to know at this very tricky time otherwise yeah i mean absolutely so again as as i mentioned fraudsters and criminals they they, they up the activity substantially over this period of time. But what I think um, specifically time bank customers should be aware of is that, that we prepare to up our activity a lot more than they do. So we put in extra fail-safe measures. We are monitoring everything we believe needs to be monitored to make sure our, our customers' money is safe. But again, in, in, it, this, is, this is generally a partnership between bank and customer. So, so we as a bank, we committed to do everything in our power to keep our customers' money safe. And the only, the only request we have of our customers is to do exactly the same. You know, like I said, 2020 has been a tough year on many, many people. We've worked extremely hard to earn, to earn the local money we have. And I think we have to work even harder to protect it. So be vigilant, be safe out there, pay, pay lots of attention to things that are happening around you. And like I said, do not share any of your personal information regarding your banking with anybody, regardless of whether they say they're from the bank or not. Again, like I said, the hint, the finest hint of suspicion, make contact with your bank to determine the legitimacy thereof. And, and let's be safe out there so that Africans protect what we've, what we've, worked, what we've worked hard for. Mm. And like I said, the bank's committed to do exactly that for our customers. Yeah, that's what you want to hear from your banker, head of sales and services at Time Bank, Mr. Cheslin Jacobs, sir, for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Let's take a break, guys. We'll be back in a minute or so. Business on Wednesday. Passion for fitness turned into a fitness apparel business. More on that with Miss Robin Ashdown, social activist, entrepreneur and founder of Tomboy Limited.